Mind Over Matters is intended for small business owners who are open to new ideas for improving their businesses. The mind or mindset is usually the single biggest factor that determines the success or otherwise of a business. It is the first thing to work on. Next comes the matters of the business. Strategy, accountability, implementation and getting a full order book. Plus all things small business besides. If you learn just one new thing that gives you pause, then I have achieved my objective. Hey everyone, it's Peter Crew Brown here. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Over Matters podcast by Pair Planning. The topic for today is gender balancing in construction with Dominique Gill more commonly known as Dom. Dom is a builder. She has been running her own construction company for over four years now. A bit more about Dom. Dom has been working in construction for over 15 years. She started her career as an architect, but after only a few years, she left architecture to become a builder. She worked for a large construction firm as project manager for eight years, delivering some major fit out projects. Then in 2016, she decided to start her own um, construction company and created Urban Fit Out and Construction, delivering major projects in office fit out, retail and industrial. So now numbering 15 full-time staff, Dom intends to continue growing her business to become one of the key players in the fit-out market and to challenge the all too common perception that construction is a man's world. So to, so to today's session, Dom is passionate about increasing the number of women working in the construction industry. In the 16 years that Dom has worked in the industry, she has consistently taken on this challenge. But Dom has experienced a number of frustrations in, in achieving her objectives in this area. This will be the focus of our podcast discussion today. So turning to Dom, Dom, could you please share with the audience what makes you tick and who in the business community you serve? Thanks, Peter. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, yes, yeah, so look, as you've mentioned, um, I am a builder. Um, I founded my construction company about four and a half years ago. Um, and I'm really passionate about construction, just in general. Um, I really enjoy working in this industry. And I believe there's a lot of opportunities uh, for men and women. Uh, in fact, uh, the equal opportunities really if, if, uh, if uh, they were all to seize them. Um, it is a bit of a tough industry. It's got many challenges. Um, I don't think that's necessarily specific to the construction industry. I think most, uh, most industries show, show their, their challenges. Um, but what I'd like to do is, what I'm observing is obviously there's a lot more men and women that work in this industry. And uh, my goal is to try and encourage uh, more and more women to, to come and work um, in construction. Fantastic. And I'm, having known you for the best part of two years, uh, I know how passionate you are about the industry, but also how you've been focusing on getting more women into the industry and yeah, some of the twists and turns in that journey. 
So Dom, um, moving to some specific questions to get into the substance of the po podcast. Um, I guess the first question I had for you is, why are you so passionate about increasing the number of women working in the construction industry? Um, yeah, well, I love that question. It's uh, it's definitely a passion of mine. So, uh, look, there are many reasons, uh, and I can talk about that for for a long time. So, um, I'll try and say succinct. Um, the first one, the first one is really almost like a, a mathematical kind of logical reason. Um, and, you know, I, I, I do a lot of reading. I, I try to follow a lot of the research that's being done in female participation. And if you just sort of look at the statistics, um, you can see that construction is one of probably the most notoriously male-dominated industry. Um, only about 11% of construction workers are female. 11%, and, uh, that's one in 10 people. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm surprised by that number. I would have thought and it's, more. Well, it's actually quite low. And also out of that 11%, more than half is really support roles and administration or, um, uh, you know, sort of secretarial work. So it's, it's there's a really massive imbalance. And I think um, compounded with the fact that construction is actually um, one of the most significant economic drivers of the economy, um, it, it sort of doesn't make sense. Um, one of the statistics that I like to quote is, um, I think back in the 70s, they had really low female participation in the workforce in general. So not, not, not just construction, just in the workforce. It was probably about 40% of women really only worked. That has steadily increased. And now we're about, you know, 60% of women are in the workforce. The men, on the other hand, had about 80% of participation in the workforce. And that has actually steadily decreased to about 70%. So when you look at just participation in the workforce, we're, we're really approaching almost equitable levels, which is great, great news. You know, it's, it's a really good, it's a really good um, evolution, I think. Um, but then construction itself is, is, um, is actually third, I think it's the third highest in economic value behind mining and finance, but it's the second biggest employer of our country. So that means that we are not tapping in half of the talent pool that's available to the industry. So to me, why we're going to increase, um, why we're going to increase the number of women in the industry, just because it makes sense, because there is a demand, um, and also with the the aging population, um, I think we, the, I read somewhere that they, in the next five years, they need to increase uh, the number of construction workers by twenty percent, but we're going to get to a point where the demand is actually faster than the availability. So th there's just the obvious candidate there, which is the female workforce. So. That's probably the first kind of, you know, mathematical answer to, to your question. Um, the second one's probably a little bit more, you know, more, a bit more of a personal point of view on uh, on working in this industry. And I think, you know, the, the, the best way to put it is that it's it's fun. You know, it's, it's a great industry to work in. Um, you know, you've got a great sense of achievement. Uh, you build things from scratch. I mean, it's one of those jobs, I guess, um, you know, where the results of what you do all day, every day are really tangible. You, you yeah. can go to bed at night and, and see that, you know, you've uh, today this happened on site or, you know, an extra an extra slab was poured or, um, you know, the stairs went in or, or, you know, the kitchen was built. So it's actually really quite exciting. And I think, you know, I think of a lot of works that are a lot more sort of paper based, like policy making and stuff. I'm sure they're exciting jobs as well. But I, I find that, you know, with construction, it's, it's kind of really rewarding and it's an easy reward. Um, 
the second reason I think to me is a lot of the skills that I use in my job uh, every day are skills that are really easily um, transferable from other industries. So it's not it's not specific to the to construction. Everything that's got to do with you know team building, problem solving, uh, project management, negotiation. All these skills are skills that you know men and women use every day in their jobs, and that can be really learned in in this industry. Um, in, in a really big way. So I, I feel like even if you're not sure that construction is your calling, you can come and have a stint in construction, you'll still acquire these really valuable skills that can then be transferred elsewhere. Um, finally, I think, um, well, not really finally, but I think, and you know, I actually really mean that. I think construction is an industry that gives you an opportunity to make money. Um, it's a really buoyant sector. We know even at the moment with COVID, you know, a lot of investments from the government into large projects. Um, you know, th there are a lot of uh, different, uh, more traditionally female dominated sectors that probably don't do as well as construction. So, um, you know, why close the doors to, to such a sort of a, uh, an opportunity? The, I think the jobs overall are quite well paid. Um, and then I think um, for, for, for women, if they were, you know, if they were to participate more and probably this is probably more to do with the leadership roles, um, maybe at board level, but not just the board level is they would, they have the opportunity to make a big impact uh, because we're so underrepresented. Uh, any companies where, you know, more women are present at board levels or, or in leadership roles, um, they bring fresh perspectives, they bring, you know, more co collaboration and it's no you know, it's no secret that a more diverse team is a more performant team. And I think that's also um, something that, you know, clients and customers actually realize and appreciate. So, um, yeah, I think these are all pretty valid reasons to try and increase the, the number of women in the industry. And Dom, I'll just pick up on something on the whole thing of diversity. Um, there, there's a concept called groupthink. And um, the concept of that is if you've got too many people with the same demographic in one business, they all tend to follow the same thinking pattern. And often they take the cue from the leader and you don't get any diversity of thought. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you start with, you know, racial, gender uh, and, and age diversity, mm -hmm. you, you're broadening that pool and you're bringing in people who have a totally different perspective on, on, mm -hmm. on the world. And I yeah. really think, you know, in construction as much as in any other industry, by getting diversity, you're really opening up, um, you know, all the discussion and innovation in, in a business uh, to a greater sort of perspective and talent pool and, and um, you know, thinking. So, you know, I, I think it's difficult to, to find too many reasons why the focus on getting more women into, into construction shouldn't be something that people embrace. No, absolutely. And I agree with you. I mean, I, I tend to focus on, on gender diversity because I guess that's sort of my champion issue, but I completely agree with you. It's not just about gender. It's about age and backgrounds and, and um, you know, even nationalities, uh, all, all these uh, all these different um, sort of skills and, and uh, experiences that people can bring to a team generally make the team, you know, more performant and uh, and uh, and improves the bottom line of, of most businesses. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a no-brainer um, if, if we can if we can make it attractive uh, for these people to join us. And, and you know, Dom, another thing I think worth mentioning quickly is um, you know some people in your industry might be looking at this and thinking, well, you know, we we the guys we work in this industry. Does this mean that our jobs are under under threat? And I think to your point, the industry is growing so quickly and you're talking mm. more about 
the slack required to um, a man, if you like, or <laughs> man yeah. person, the, the growth should come from women rather than men taking, sorry, women taking men's jobs. You're not talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely not. I mean, I think um, the the great a greater diversity in the industry, and that, that's actually you know something I'll, I'll talk about a little bit later. Is um, sure. it will benefit will benefit all workers, not just the women. So it's not a sort of the women battling for themselves. You know, it's the it's it's trying to you know rather than share a pre existing pie and you know the men need to make room for the women. It's about growing a bigger pie and we'll win. You know, it's it's a win win uh, yeah. scenario that that I advocate. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, Dom, just keeping um, moving, the second question that I had for today is um, what are the biggest roadblocks to achieving a greater proportion of women represented in the construction industry? Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, definitely definitely some roadblocks, and there's uh, but the good news is that there are some solutions and some ideas out there. Um, I think I'll, I'll just touch on really quickly on one that I believe is not really a roadblock, but is something that is thought to be one of the roadblocks, just to sort of uh, you know de 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 deconstruct that myth. Um, most people will bring up uh, the physical nature of construction work um, and they will offer that as an explanation for the lower representation of, uh, of female in, in the industry. Yeah. Um, I do believe that that concept is a little bit outdated and that, you know, nowadays with the help of technology and the various tools that we use, um, you know, there's really only very, very few construction jobs, even if any, um, that require a level of physical ability that is outside of the reach of women. Um, I mean, I see it on site all day, every day, and some of the most major structural works that we've done, uh, whether, you know, it's demolition or, or building, a, or, you know, or building a, a structure, um, you know, the, the, the guys really uh, standing there with a remote control, controlling a, an equipment, you know, they, they don't actually need to lift uh, heavy precast concrete panels, you know, it's not really, this is a little bit an outdated concept. So yeah, yeah. I, I kind of tend to think that, to be honest, the, the physical consideration is almost irrelevant. And Yeah, so it's a hangover from past times when they yeah. didn't have the same amount of equipment on site. No, that's right, exactly. Yeah. And nowadays, you know, I mean, one of the, 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 the what, what's the, the construction industry has come such a long way in safety, it's really in its DNA, is um, to make sure that we don't get hurt at work. And that goes through, you know, not, not having to lift crazy heavy things that, you know, are going to break our backs. And so that, that, that's, um, that makes sort of a lot of the jobs actually accessible to women. Um, yeah. And most of them, in fact. So um, that's kind of, you know, one of the roadblocks that people think exist, which I kind cool. of tend to think doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, but I think the reality is the men, the biggest roadblock is obviously the culture, um, the culture of the industry. It's still, um, you know, very much a masculine kind of culture. Um, I mean, when you look at the, you know, if you look at um, the, the ways to get into the industry, there's definitely no, you know, a legal barrier or, or even no regulation that will stop, you know, women from, from joining the industry. But I think often behind uh, the regulation, the, the regulations actually don't really matter. What, what really matters is sort of attitude and attitudes and practices. And um, unfortunately, I believe Currently, not enough Australian construction companies um, are really exercising a real strong commitment to equality. Yeah. Um, you know, it's still a boys' club. There's still, you know, a heavy sort of masculine culture, which comes, you know, with um, 
sort of, you know, it's so in sets of values and norms and languages. And, and sometimes that is seen not, not as, a, as a real barrier to women, but it's more of a psychological barrier for entry. Sure. Um, like I said, you know, there's very, I like the culture of the industry, you know, it's got a lot, like I said, safety is in the DNA, so it's hard work. But we, and that's good, uh, but we, all, we need to work on the more sort of, um, you know, the masculine sets of values. Um, one of the things that people will say is, um, you know, oh, well, women, women don't work in the industry because they don't want to. Um, I think, I don't really believe in that logic. I think it's a bit of a circular logic. So, you know, they don't want to because the industry is not attractive to them and it's not attractive to them, so they don't want to. So we kind of, you know, at the end of the day, if the culture was less gendered, it would be more attractive. And if it was more attractive, more women would work in the industry and therefore would be less gendered, you know. So that's where it kind of needs, the, the, the thinking needs to, to start to change at that point. Um, so to me, culture is the biggest roadblock. So yeah. how, do we, how do we tackle that? Um, well, I think... You know, um, it's not really paradoxic, paradoxical, but but um, we the, the best way to change is to actually have the active engagement of men. You know, yeah. um, I think the the gender equality movement is yeah. it exists. Yeah, probably not has an doesn't really have an amazing image. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, every time they hear oh, you know, increased gender diversity, they kind of think it's like a man hating club. You know, which really it isn't. It's actually the opposite. And, and I think the frame of reference, you know, should be that um, the, what we discussed briefly just then is that more women in the industry will actually benefit everyone, benefit all the workers, not just not just the women. So, um, yeah, I think it's about, you know, trying to making people understand that there's um, a, a demand for the industry to grow and that the talent pool of, of women is, is the right place to, to look for it and, um, and have the men back that movement. And Dom, one thing I would say, there's so much focus on getting gender equality at all levels in, in different industries. I mean, we all know about, you know, the banks and, and many other industries which have set targets to have, mm. you know, a level of gender equality on their boards, for example. So I think the good news for your industry is that the awareness around gender equality is becoming greater across the society and that will inevitably, I believe, flow into, into construction. So if there's a positive story, even though you only have 11% representation, you know, there's people who live with others and, you know, people talk about gender equality. And I think that those stereotypes will start breaking down and hopefully yeah. sooner rather than, than later. Yeah, and I think it's it's to do with innovation as well. Like a lot of businesses, you know, are praised for their ability to shift and adapt. And at yeah. the end of the day, if we keep clinging to, you know, an old set of values where, uh, and working in the old way, we're just going to end up falling behind. So I think any companies that show uh, a willingness to really uh, commit to gender equality will, will, will end up in front as well as, you know, just uh, generally be able to, to, to grow and, and increase their talent pool. Sure. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, well, Dom, look, I think just moving along to the third question for today's interview. Um, in your opinion, what are, say, three main benefits that businesses obtain by employing a greater proportion of women in their companies? Uh, yeah, three, three, or if you don't have three, that's fine. Yeah. Um, well, I think the first one, which I've already touched on, is uh, obviously just a, generally a greater access um, to, to a bigger pool of talent. I mean, to me, 
um, you know, if you want to grow your business effectively, um, stop ignoring half the population, you know, just <laughs> go and look for the right person. In, it's fairly, in, uh, it sounds in, fairly yeah. obvious when you say it like that. And hopefully mm. more people can tap into that sort of thought process. Yeah, no, and I'm, that, that's what I'm hoping, and that's certainly what I'm doing. Um, and I think, uh, but the main, to me, the, the main uh, benefits are obviously that, uh, that uh, increased collaboration within the team. Uh, what we find is that, uh, I mean, you know, research finds, and it's not my finding, but I definitely believe it, is that uh, a more diverse team is, is generally a more performant team. Um, people, employees are more engaged, and this is men and women alike. Um, customers uh, are more engaged by a company that displays diversity um, you're able to adapt to your different clients and customers by you know having the right people to choose from within your team of who they're going to be dealing with so generally uh, and generally it actually really increases um, you know the, the company's bottom line and as you know if the company's bottom line increases everyone benefits exactly. so um, to me it's it's definitely a, a no-brainer I mean I know it's going to be uh, a challenge you know it's going to be quite difficult but um if we can you know talk more about these benefits um i, I believe you know we'll, we'll be able to, to uh, tackle that ambitious agenda and dom you know i would just say that um you know don't give up your leadership role in trying to uh you know uh, rebalance the uh, gender mm -hmm. inequality uh because of the frustrations i think um you know i'm convinced that all industries can benefit. And clearly the construction industry probably needs to move more than many other industries. I, I reckon 11% mm. representation would be at the bottom end of, you know, uh, different yeah. industries in terms of representation. So there's a lot of work to do, but the good news yeah. is, um, as you say, uh, there's, um, you know, there's some great women out there already in the industry. And um, there's a lot of awareness around gender equality well, generally. Well, one, of, one of the um forgot to mention one of the um sort of setbacks sometimes that women find is that, that well that employers are sort of you know confronted with is um a lot of the women actually are looking for part-time work so there's a higher obviously proportion of part-time workers in the female workforce than there is in the male workforce i think uh it's almost 46 percent actually of female workers that have some kind of flexibility around their working arrangements whereas it's only 20 percent for men but what they find, and I think that's another sort of myth that I want to break down, is that um, the, the, the women who work part time are actually more productive and waste a lot less time at work than the male full time counterparts or even their female uh, full time counterparts. So what companies, I think, need to realize is that when they employ someone on flexible arrangements, they actually get a massive productivity dividend. Um, yes. And that's something that, you know, it should really not be a barrier. It should, they should be running towards those, uh, the, the, those arrangements because we, they know that, okay, they, um, I don't know, like a worker might only say she works three days a week, might only be paid 60%, but the 60%, she's going to give 100% of her focus. Uh, whereas someone who's employed 100% of the time might actually really only be focused 80 or 85% of the time anyway. So um, to me, that's one of those, um, those things as well that uh, I would urge, you know, employees to consider. Yeah, I think that applies a lot. You know, there's many women I know who mm. um, have young children and they're only able to work, say, between 10 mm. and 3 every day, but they still give in a substantial job. And because they've got a lot of work to cover in limited hours, you find that they're super productive in the limited hours they're working because, you know, they want to prove their worth to the company. So the productivity 
tends to really go up. So yeah, exactly. I've so seen it myself. I think it's 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 not, you know, I wouldn't say oh employ part-time workers. Um, no, no. But, because you believe in equity or you want to show that you're doing something for diversity, do it for commercial reasons because it's sure. going to benefit you. You know, it's it's yeah. actually um, uh, doing uh, something good for your for your business. So, but but Tom, um, I think yeah, everyone I would. I think everyone would accept that you know women take on the uh, bulk of the burden of uh, looking after children. It's just you know the way the world is, mm. and so as a result, they do require more flexibility. So you know that being the case, these type of arrangements will probably continue to be more common amongst the women workforce. Um, mm. I don't know that we'll ever get to fifty percent parity in the whole pairing and child rearing space, mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, I think. We understand that this mm. is the reality. Excellent. Yeah. Are there any other benefits benefits you wanted to touch on? I think you've got through about um, three. No, yeah, anyway. I think I did three. Yeah, sorry if it wasn't too. too no, no, it's all good. Too, uh, too um, um, yep. Dom, a final question for you. Um, yep. Do you have any quick tips for those in the audience who may uh, be looking to increase the number of women in their teams right now? Mm. Yeah, I definitely got some tips. I don't know if they're quick, but well, <laughs> got some tips. Uh, yeah, quick's not um, the important word. Yeah, look, I think um, to me, if 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 anyone you know who's listening is is um, uh, relating to the issue and is interested in you know trying to increase uh, you know the number of women in the construction industry and, and help me sort of on that on that venture, um, I think to me the the and you know and this is my champion issue and, and you know that because we've spoken about it a lot before is to is to attract the the younger generations. I think we need to um, really have a focus on cultivating new attitudes. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the girls and the boys that go to school today, right now, you know, co-ed school, um, they have a completely gender, gender neutral view of the world. Yeah. Um, they don't believe that, you know, uh, one, one job should be for, for a gender rather than another. And, um, we should really try to make sure that they, that that's, you know, that remains and, uh, perpetuates through to the construction industry. Um, I have a lot of, um, you know, I mean, I have three daughters for, for starters. So, you know, I'm well placed to know that, you know, they, they, they can, they can work in construction and they, sh you know, I take them to site on weekends and they come and look at, you know, concrete slabs being poured and, and whatnot. And I think they, they can see that it's a really exciting industry um, for men and women equally. Um, I try to encourage, you know, you know uh, anyone who's got uh, daughters to you know uh, show them tell them about construction I have a lot of um, trades you know who I, I uh, deal with every day who have um, and they they bring their sons on site you know or they bring their sons to their factory to to do some work with them which I think is great but my my uh, I always say to them well, where are the girls where are the daughters you know why didn't they come to the factory today to, to have a look at how uh, things get built so I think to me the the most important thing is is talking more about construction talking yeah. to the younger generations um, and and get everyone excited because there are there are some real uh, real opportunities there um, to, to me you know it's a uh, it's a really ambitious agenda but um, I'm really optimistic about it yeah. I've actually we've seen um, the construction industry has been able to shift um, hearts and minds in in, uh, in recent times on other issues and one of the things I was going to mention is um, you know there's been a real raise in awareness around mental health yeah um, I don't know if you know the you know the mates in construction movement 
Um, Sorry, and that's mates in construction. Mates in construction. Yes. No, so I've not heard of that. That's, yeah. So um, it's it's an association, you know, that uh, they have a big "Are you okay?" day. Um, okay. And they have been around for quite a few years, and I am surprised at how freely and naturally people talk about mental health issues now in construction. You know, I think yeah. it's it's really been not normalized, but it's definitely something that is not to be embarrassed about and there's help sure. and there's, you know, um, uh, places that you can go to um, for, uh, you know, because it's uh, what we do, you know, what we do is hard and it's demanding and, sure. and it takes its toll, you know. Um, well, that's, uh, Dom, that's a great chair. I mean, if there's anyone uh, listening to this podcast and they know anyone in the industry who they sense might be struggling, mm. knowing about, you know, a, a an organisation like this one Mates you mentioned, right, Mates yeah. in Construction, it's really important that we all take on a responsibility for mm. checking on our co-workers and 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 our friends in the in that's different right. industries. So yeah, that's a, that's a great um, observation. I think yeah, um, because it's so it's actually quite easy to um, you know ask someone if they're okay, you know, sure. and uh, and to yeah. know that it's okay not to be okay. And I actually I think that's their slogan. Um, it's okay not to be okay. So you you know, and I believe that there's actually been quite a significant significant cultural change around mental yeah. health in construction. And to me, that's really inspiring, you know. So yeah. I feel like what we're trying to do around uh, you know increasing uh, the number of women in the industry is actually. Yeah, it's ambitious, but totally possible. But it um, gives you hope that people's people's views are changing. Yeah, that's right. So, Dom, I have to ask you this question. You've got your three daughters and you take them to the site. Do you think one of of your daughters would get into the industry? Is that your hope or expectation? Um, Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they will. One of them has to. I told them they they can pick which one it is, but uh, (laughs) I need... Oh, so that's your succession plan, is it? (laughs) My succession plan. Um, No, look, I I don't know. I mean, I think, um, for example, you know, there are a lot of... um, like, you know, construction law, for example, I'd love one of my daughters to, to, to study construction law because sure. it's such a big it's such a big deal, you know, the legal yeah. aspect of construction. Yeah. Um, I'd love, you know, uh, one of them to become, you know, project manager. I mean, oh, obviously I don't, I don't force them on anything, but to me what's important is that they're able to, you know, go to school on Monday and tell their friends that what they did on the weekend was, you know, to uh, look at a concrete um, pump, you know, pumping yeah. a slab in, yeah. in, at a job in Rydalmere and that everyone goes, oh, this is uh, really interesting. Um, and uh, and also, you know, I have this ambition to go to speak at their school about what I do and go to other girls' schools and speak about, you know, construction. And uh, because w- what I find is... Um, a lot of you know the a lot of the girls actually don't go into the sort of construction related uh, university degrees and that's where yeah. kind of the 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 imbalance starts and it's yeah. quite prominent so there's only about maybe 15% of of girls in um, in engineering degrees and construction management so then that makes it a lot harder for them to um, progress towards the construction industry and increase those numbers in the industry if um, if it's already so low at, at yeah. the university le- level. Yeah. Uh, but also in the trades, you know, I think there's a real benefits in having more women in trades. Uh, um, again, I, I speak a lot to, you know, my electricians, my joiners, and they always say, oh, whenever we have a girl on site, it's so good because it keeps the boys in check. Um, oh, cool. You know, they, they, they don't like having the girls that, you know, performing better than them and, and actually yeah. makes makes the whole, you know, the, the, the whole team more performance. So it's definitely, uh, you know, a case of where the, the sum is worth more than uh, all of its parts. You know what I mean? Yeah, so sure. um, 
yeah, I think there's uh, yeah definitely some uh, some benefits there. So hopefully, uh, cool. yeah. Excellent. Well, Dom, look, that's uh, I guess the uh, main section of the podcast. Um, just finally, um, I suspect there'd be some people listening in who might be interested to contact you for whatever reason. Um, do you have uh, an easy contact um, sort of? Um, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, my um, preference. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, LinkedIn is always uh, very good for me. You know, it's definitely yeah. my my platform. Um, I have a lot of followers. Uh, I reply to messages most of the time, so definitely don't don't hesitate to contact me on LinkedIn. And uh, um, my, your my your name. Um, sorry, it's Dominique. Your uh, LinkedIn yeah. profile is in your name, Dominique. Dominique Gill. Yep. Yeah, Dominique Gill. G R W L. And um, there's not like a cast of thousands of you. I think that's quite an unusual no, name. No, uh, no, not too many. Definitely yeah, not so in, they'll find you quite easily and, yeah. and reach out, and you typically respond to to yep, uh, requests to connect. Always happy to. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, look, um, I've really enjoyed the uh, uh, discussion today. Thanks so much for these insights. Um, it's been a great pleasure to have you on today and uh, yeah, I wish you all the very best in uh, your quest to uh, transform the woman represented in, in the construction industry. So, Thanks, Peter. yeah, just closing off, uh, this is Peter Kubrown signing off from episode four of Mind Over Matters.